Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind, get my mind. I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? This is Alex, the Fantasy Football Hustler, and we're going to be getting into some wrestling tonight, and I'm super hyped right now. So we just got done doing an IDP show. Thanks for everybody who was there. I got my man Hollywood on here right now, and oh boy, we are going to be talking about some all-time wrestling. Here we go. What up, Hollywood? What's up, Alex? What's going on, man? Doing good. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we're double dipping right now. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. You, you're hitting my two uh, favorite things, IDP and wrestling, man. So uh, I'm ready to get after it. Heck yeah. What up, Francisco? Happy Friday. Time to get baked. You already know it, man. I'm in the 420 <laughs> studio right now. I'm about to roll up. Uh, well, I'm not going to roll up, but I'm pack a bong load of some uh, Mercury OG. And we're going to get into some all-time wrestling right now. Um, before we do... I mean, me and you have talked wrestling. We got uh, the the thing that I love with you is when we have our little wrestling gif wars <laughs> on, on Twitter <laughs> and just go back and forth with our favorite gifs and favorite wrestlers. It's the shit. Yeah, I wish there was so many more of those because I love those, man. I, I know. Love those. If I if I could figure out how to create those, I'd well, I'd probably spend too much time doing it. It'd <laughs> <laughs> get me in trouble. Oh, and Cody shouting out HBK, shouting him out here early. Yeah, the heartbreak kid. I hear him. I hear him. So I got this dope soundboard, and my son. I mean, I got a lot of things on here that cuss, you know, like The Rock and Stone Cold. So um, I have all the the intros on here, and my son wants to press all the buttons. I tell him to press that. He goes through all these intros that I have, and that was the one that he – that's like his favorite song now. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, like, randomly, he'll just, like, break out into, like, dance and, like, start singing. I think I'm cute. <laughs> hey, but what – seriously, though, for a wrestling intro – how freaking great is that? That's like, 
kind of in your face to all the other wrestlers like you know you know i'm sexy all the fans know i'm sexy you know that's that's some pretty hardcore stuff by sean man i love it and when he was on in his prime he was he was the man i mean he was he was right up there with the best Heck yeah. All right. And Francisco got some green gelato and a new bong. So time oh, to get damn. fucked. I like it. Damn, Let's I need to move out there with you guys. Jeez. <laughs> Here we go. Francisco, this one goes out to you, and I'm about to take the take a hit too. Oh, some Cypress Hill. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So um Tell, tell me a little bit. When did you get into wrestling? Like, give me your uh, give me your intro to wrestling. When did it all start? Man, I have loved wrestling for as long as I can remember. I mean, my earliest memories as a kid involved wrestling. I mean, early 80s. So that's how far back I go. I mean, from the NWA, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, WWF, and then just continuing on. You know, I, I watch the Ohio Valley. I watch um, AEW. You know, if it's wrestling, I'm tuned into it. I mean, I don't get to watch it all that I can, but I'll tune in to these, these secondary market wrestlings, you know, the Mid-South and the Pacific Northwest and UFW. So I'm kind of dating myself here with some of these names. But, man, if it's wrestling, I'm tuned into it, man. Oh, yeah. And check out that shirt. Who is that? What's the name of the guy on that shirt? It doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Got him. We're an old school Brahma Bull shirt right there. That's right. I like it. Yeah, Attitude Era was when I got into it. I'm 35, so the first it's crazy. The first pay-per-view that I ever saw was the Montreal Screwjob. I was like 11 years old. Such a good one, man. Yeah, so confused too. It was uh, I was at like a family uh, reunion. I went all the way to Arizona, and a couple of my cousins they were like leaving the family reunion. I was like, "Where are you guys going?" They're like, "We're gonna go watch a wrestling pay per view." Never watched wrestling before. I was like, "Can I come? I'd rather go with you guys than stay here." And uh, yeah, I just remember at the end, everybody was so confused, like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Man, and that's still to this day one of the hotter topics. Among wrestling, I mean, it was just the storyline, the backstory. Uh, you know, if you get to listening to some of the inside stuff on what really happened, it's man, that's one of the biggest storylines ever. The betrayal, the backstabbing, kind of so to speak. Man, it's a uh, it's something else, but it made for good TV. That's for sure. Yeah, Patrick, what up? I'm still of the mindset that it was a work. <coughs> As much as like they will never admit it, I still think that it was all part of the show because the cameras were too strategically placed. Right. That, that's really what I what I go off of. Like you know, the cameras were very strategic with everything that they got. So that that's why I lean on the side of it being a work. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, but I listen. I mean, you talked off there. I kind of listen to a lot of these wrestling podcasts, so if you're a big fan of something to wrestle with, you've kind of heard this story with them before. And just, just some of the things that Bruce Pritchard and them have talked about kind of just, I, I, I think it was a work in a way, but I think it got out of hand and didn't go the way they planned. And I think there's some real hurt betrayal. And I think when those things happen, that's what makes it so good. What's up, Patrick? 
You shouting out Andre the Giant was great. That is that's for damn sure. I'm I'm sure he'll be one of the guys that uh, that we get in here. Oh, we got a ten round. We got we got a ten round fantasy draft that we're gonna do here. So everybody chime in. But here is what we are gonna be doing. And actually, I think I blew it up a little bit too big. There we go. All right, so. We're going to be doing 10 rounds. We're going five heavyweights. We're going three tag team or factions and then two undercard guys. Ooh, WrestleMania 6 was epic too. Was that the one that uh, Ric Flair was at? WrestleMania 6. I think it's close. I can't remember right off the top, but I think that's close. Yeah. 91, 92, I believe. Yeah, let me uh, – now I want to look it up. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check for sure. But that sounds right. That's close, I think. I know I it was 1990. Okay, that was the one with the Ultimate Warrior and the Hulk. Oh, oh such a great one. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite WrestleManias ever. <laughs> Eric, what up? Got tickets, too. Got, what, what do you got tickets to? Oh, probably to the new WrestleMania. They came out oh, today, yeah. so coming. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, WrestleMania 37. There we go. Can't wait. I'm a little bit bitter about WrestleMania because it was supposed to be in Hollywood uh, this year, and it was the closest that it's ever been to me because I live in San Diego and I had planned to go. And like, I have a family member that lives like 20 minutes away from the stadium. Um, so oh, yeah, I'm still a little bit bitter. I, I can't wait until it comes back. Right. And there we go. Yep. Shouting out Hulk and the Warrior in the Sky Dome. Oh. That's old school right there. Oh, I can remember being a little Hollywood at that time and just being so caught up in that, so enamored. I mean, it was just – and it had the perfect ending. So don't want to give too much away, but, yeah. Love oh, well, can't give too many spoilers away from something that happened uh, 30 years ago at this point. I mean, I was a huge, I was a huge Warrior fan, man. I mean – Growing up, loved the Hulk, but when the Warrior come on the scene, I can remember him when he used to be the Dingo Warrior. Yeah. Um, but when he come on the scene as the Ultimate Warrior, I don't, I didn't care if his matches were thirty seconds. That was the best thirty seconds of wrestling ever. So yeah, when he when he took the belt from the from the Hulkster, man, I it was like Christmas all the way around, man. I was loving it. Yeah, I think everybody lost their shit when that happened. <laughs> Yeah, I can still remember him standing there with both belts at the time, the Intercontinental yeah. and the World Heavyweight Championship. So I was like, love it. Yeah, and I wonder how many times that's actually happened because, you know, usually, I mean, if you're an Intercontinental Championship, uh, a title holder, you're really not getting too many uh, championships, you know, looks. And they never really – I mean, I can't remember any – you remember anybody else besides him holding no. two specific belts at the same time? No, not really. Not right off the top of my head, I don't. I mean, I, you know, I know some of the story listening to podcasts and stuff. That's basically when Hulk Hogan was on his way out to do some movie stuff. So they wanted to put the belt on somebody else. And the warrior was the next guy. And I guess he, you know, nowadays, I guess they take the belt off of you, the Intercontinental or whatever you got before they move you to the, the next belt. You don't really see a lot of the dual title holder champion now you do in the women's game you'll see a lot of it in the women's yeah. game but as far as the men yeah you don't see much of that anymore and i honestly don't know the last time that i have seen it since then yeah 
And there we go. Uh, he said, Patrick said, same Hollywood uh, warrior and Bret Hart because uh, he's from Canada. Oh, right. okay. I got you. There we go. I like it. And uh, everybody, if you have uh, wrestling followers, you know, or friends, make sure you share the post. Make sure you like. Make sure you comment. Um, but, yeah, let, let's share this because I'm usually doing fantasy football stuff. So if you guys know any uh, wrestling, you know, fanatics like us, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and tag some people or something. Go ahead and share the post. Appreciate you. And since you are the visitor, I'll give you the number one pick. So we're not going in any order. You can pick whatever, you know, whoever you want in any order. If, this one's going to be tough because it's on you of literally anybody. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I have so many. Whew, man, this, this is really tough because I'm trying to think if I want to go old school, if I want to come kind of newer. Uh, I, th I think I'm going to, man. This is tough, dude. I think I, I think I'm gonna have to go with my favorite of all time. I, th I think that I just can't stray away from him. I'm gonna go with Stone Cold Steve Austin because he was just a badass mofo that walked it, talked it, uh, backed it up, and uh, you know, just he was the bomb. And he could he could do it in the ring, and he could do it on the mic, and uh, he was just so great. Still my favorite to this day. I eat up everything he does. That's right. Yep, and it's like you know me or something, because that would have been uh, that would have been my first pick there. <laughs> Definitely would have been, and I feel like I guess I'm gonna block you a little bit more oh, than anything. I knew it. I mean, and, it's kind of uh, yeah. So I, I I don't know. Ooh. So we shall see, because I'm gonna go. I mean. I'm going to go with longevity here, and I'm going to go with the dead man. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So this is probably uh, this is probably about yours. Patrick said solid pick. I'm assuming <coughs> that was for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and he said, and the theme music. Yeah, so. That's why I like having these wrestling uh, episodes because oh, I, yeah. I got my soundboard ready. And uh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not play when, when you hear that glass break. You know it was ass kicking time. I ain't even gonna play with that. Yeah, and there, and, and we're just. I mean, almost gives me uh, goosebumps. You know, just kind of thinking about some of those some of those times. And I still, I, I want to say the time when I got the goosebumps the most wasn't even a Stone Cold Steve Austin match. But when Mankind was going up against The Rock on oh. Raw, and DX was already down there, and oh, then you just hear that glass break, and Stone Cold comes down, and Mankind wins the championship, and then, like, behind the scenes, you find out that that was, like, almost the demise of WCW. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty crazy. And then yeah. Undertaker <laughs> – the longevity, I don't know if this is someone who you'd be going for, but someone who stood the test of time is, I don't think anybody will ever have as long of a career as him. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, and he was, like I said, I'm dating myself here a little bit. I can remember <laughs> back in his days, way before he was The Undertaker, when he was uh, Mean Mark Callis in WCW. Uh, I think he come up in the UWF too. So I have followed him for a long time. Uh, and like you said, the longevity, 
you know, what, 20 something years, probably longer than that. But the thing with him is, and I don't know that we'll see this again. He was, he found a, I say a gimmick, but he found a role, the undertaker. And, you know, you see it in sports, you know, players changing teams. Well, in wrestling, Athlete, uh, wrestlers are changing gimmicks, you know, you know, you're going from, uh, what was it like the guy that played, uh, was it Axe or Smash? I can't remember. He was in demolition. Then he was the repo man. And you don't, yep. you know, you have to kind of re like the Godfather. He used to be comma. He used to be whoever. Um, so for him to stick with one gimmick for so long and be so good at it, um, good with the theme music, good on the mic with what he had with his gimmick. I thought it was unique, uh, something that will probably never be touched again. Uh, and then the various forms of that gimmick. And I think that's kind of what separates him. It's one thing to have a gimmick, but and I don't want to say wear out your welcome, but when you kind of beat that drum over and over and you have to reinvent yourself, he didn't change to something else. He just reinvented that same gimmick, you know, the American yeah. badass or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know that we'll ever see that again. And one more thing that you don't see if you're just, well, I don't want to say a casual fan, but even if you watch every single episode of wrestling, the behind the scenes stuff where he's teaching people, where he's talking to other uh, up and coming wrestlers or working with. It's, I think it's so underrated what he does as far as an all. Yes, yeah, smash, smash, yes. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think he's just one of the more underrated wrestlers that we'll ever see, and I don't know if we'll ever see that again as far as an entire game, wrestling, mic work, behind the scenes, all that good stuff. Yeah, and I think the American Badass, I mean, probably a little bit underrated because it was only for a few years, but I like that character at the time. You know, The Undertaker, he wasn't – wasn't doing too much talking, you know, when he was the dead man, you know, the rest in peace. That was about the most you heard of him. And he was great yeah. in the ring. But when he was the American badass and he got to go out and talk mm -hmm. and, and really just show you how much of a badass he was like that enhanced his character to me. Cause like, yeah, now he's not a dead man, you know, now he's just right. a badass motherfucker is going to kick your right. ass. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he had Paul Bearer in the early on doing most of his talking. Yeah. Um, then, like you said, he kind of evolved with himself. But how many wrestlers that are elite or even not elite, just how many wrestlers, period? You know, there was a period there that he transitioned into that uh, brotherhood of destruction with Kane. Yeah. But he kept that Undertaker persona. That was just another evolvement of the undertaker. And I, I don't know that we will ever see one gimmick. And I, I hate to call it a gimmick because that's not what one role. I will hate to see a, a, a athlete with one role, a wrestler with one role that will have so many different branches, extensions of that role be elite with all of them over that type of longevity and with the background and all that stuff, man, that's a great pick right there, man. I, I ain't hating that at all. <laughs> And there we go. Patrick saying the last ride was a cool finisher. Helped pull it off. Yeah. yeah. Switch from the tombstone. Like, yeah, you go with <laughs> the last ride. He was destroying people, you know. <laughs> and speaking of finishing moves, last ride and the tombstone. What about the, uh, what was it called? Help me. The submission move, the triangle. Oh, um, damn it. What was that called? Oh, shit. 
I thought that was so damn unique because you're used to seeing him use his power, you know, the choke slam, the pile drivers, um, the last ride, and then Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate, yes. And then all of a sudden he transforms into this submission guy. You'd never seen that from him before. And I'm, you yeah. know, people are bleeding from the mouth. And uh, I'm just telling he's he may be the number one overall wrestler, period. Mike work behind the scenes in the ring. You would be hard pressed to find somebody better than Undertaker. You really, really would. I think it's just because he didn't hold the belt, you know, that often. He, yeah. he didn't need, need to. He Such a shame, to. though. You know, I've, I've, man, you're, you're about to get me on a rant here on some of this stuff. I hear so many times, especially on, from Bruce Pritchard, well, he didn't need the belt. He was good standalone without the belt. Yeah. You know what? Maybe he was, but damn it. Put the belt on the guy. He deserved it. You know, I can remember yeah. when he beat uh, Hulk Hogan. What was it at uh, Survivor Series? Yeah. I think it was for the belt. I was like, oh, I can remember. I was like, oh, my God. This is the next dude. He's the, he's the next beast right here. Yeah. I wish they never let Brock Lesnar, you know, beat the streak. Like, fuck Brock Lesnar. Like, I, you know, at that point, man, see, this, you're, you can't do this to me. Man. You're, you're going to get me started. You're going to get me fired up. Yeah. It's, it's okay to break the streak, but I almost felt like it was disrespectful to him in a way because of all that he contributed. And, you know, you if you're going to let a guy get to 21-0. and 0, Just let him just, keep going at that just, point. Just right? let him keep going until whatever. You know, if you're going to break the streak, do it earlier. Do it, you know, 10-0, and 0, 15. But when I, you get – I get it. You want to put over Brock, you know, he's the beast, you know, the beast incarnate, whatever. Did it though? Did it even put over Brock any more than he was already over? You, you know, I I don't think in my eyes it didn't because I already thought Brock was a beast. Yeah, you know, I I just hate it for Undertaker because I just to me that's kind of a slap in the face. I'm like, you know what? For this long, you've recognized me as one of the best in the world, best in this sport, and now you're gonna kind of slap me in the face and take my undefeated record away. I, I did. I'm with you. I did not like that at all. Yeah. And Patrick stone cold was solid too. kicking their boss's ass was amazing. I, yeah. For Austin, it must've been like, I don't know, just outside of the ring. Could it even be as perfect as it was? Like you literally got to kick everybody's ass, you know, no matter who you're going against, like you were going to be the one dominating. You were going to stun everybody. Like you were going to drink beer, like at the end of the night, like, Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. See, and I, I, again, dating myself, I can go back to WCW when he was stunning Steve Austin and yeah. UWF. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was popular then, but when he took on this. Oscar 316 says I just whipped your ass. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, when he took on that persona, when he took on that role, is has there ever been a role for a wrestler more perfect than Stone Cold Steve Austin than for what it was for him? No way. I mean, I can remember to this day because I watched this pay per view when it was King of the Ring and he lit up Jake. Uh, yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, yep. You know he's doing his kind of a 
and and how how ahead of the times was that? Because you know, Jake the Snake had all these kind of drug and alcohol abuse issues, and was kind of getting into this um, clean and sober religious thing. And Stone yeah. Cold come out there and just freaking curb stomped that shit and said, "Austin three sixteen just said I kicked your ass." I remember that right now. I was like, "Oh." My God, this is my dude right here. And it doesn't help that he's bald like me. It doesn't help that he's <laughs> compound down the beer. So I hear you, man. And then you see Michael Hayes' reaction too. And um Oh yeah, that you know how underrated is that? I think his reaction to that, because if you listen to some of the backstory, that was kind of not scripted. That was off the yeah. cuff stuff. Yeah. So the reaction by Michael P.S. Hayes, that was kind of like almost sold it as much as anything because he was like whoa you you know you just you went exactly. somewhere you went yeah you went somewhere you weren't supposed to go i can't believe you did that so yeah that's amazing dude and patrick agreed undertaker never should have lost the streak yeah Fuck never Brock. should he never i mean i love brock but damn he shouldn't have never lost his streak all right so now we're going to put it back on you we're not going to do a snake draft we're just going to go back and forth so Number two draft pick for you. We got Stone Cold and Undertaker out of the way. <sighs> See, now I'm torn. I'm torn because I thought <laughs> you – I wasn't ready. Not that the Undertaker's a bad number two or even a bad number one, but I didn't expect you to take him there. So I, now I'm torn because I got two guys that I have to pick between. Um, I hate this. I hate this. But I'm going to go – I'm going old school. I'm going Ric Flair. Oh man! Because as good as an athlete as he was, as good as a wrestler as he was, I don't know if you'll ever see a better mic man than Ric Flair. He touched everything going. You know the uh, the women love him. I'm rich. I'm good. So conceited. So cocky. And uh, you mentioned our Twitter gifs. You know, our Twitter or our GIF Wars, sorry. Uh, if you follow any of those, you know, I love me some Ric Flair. You know, I'm the jet flying, Rolex wearing, snake riding son of a gun, you know. Uh, oh, man. Yes, woo. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to take you back here. I got to take you back because I'm, again, dating myself because I'm a little bit older than Alex. I'm 43, so I'm a little bit older. I can remember back in the 80s, NWA, that's way before WCW even thought he was a thing. NWA, I remember going over to my grandma and grandpa's on the weekends during the summer. And my grandpa, he didn't, he didn't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. He didn't watch a lot of TV. You know, he's a farmer. He's out doing stuff, flea market, shit like that. Um, but on Sundays and Saturdays, I'd sit down and watch wrestling. And he, he wouldn't say a whole lot. You know, he'd kind of just sit there and watch it with me. But by God, when Ric Flair would come on, he would let out some cuss words that were just <laughs> unheard of. I mean, he hated some Ric Flair. So that's kind of a, a back in memory time for him. But yeah. Love me some Ric Flair, man. And I, I don't know that anybody will ever beat him on the mic. You go back and watch his promos and stuff. Whew. You know, he got Baby Doll by his side, and he's got the horseman with him, and just 
you know, even when he moved over to the WWF, it was a completely different role with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Mr. Perfect. And he didn't miss a beat, man. Yeah. I mean, even today at what, 60, 70 years old? Oh, yeah. He still brings it on the mic, man. Heck yeah. What is it? Uh, limousine riding, jet flying, Rolex wearing. <laughs> yes. Kiss Rolex. stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. <laughs> Can't hold these alligators? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> I got to do it. I got to go with. Uh, You're going to do it. I know it. it's coming right here. I can't let you get in with number three, so I'm oh. going to go with my man, Hulk. Here we go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can't let you get him. Even though he's not the best technical wrestler, I mean, one, one of the best all time. And then uh, the second gimmick. Yes. I, I got to ask, were you the All-American Hulk truther or was you an NWO guy? Well, so – Actually, neither. I mean, when I was young, I didn't. I didn't watch wrestling until the Attitude Era, when he already was with WCW, and I was just more about WWF than WCW. I was like, "Fuck these old guys, <laughs> guys!" And uh, yeah, so I mean, I was really not a fan of either. Now that I go back, I like the NWO Hulk better than the All American Hulk. Okay, so so again, dating myself. This was where I grew up, WWF, All-American Hulk, dominating, you know, red, white, and blue, eat your vitamins. Uh, <laughs> I can even remember the Saturday night's main event. I remember one of my favorite matches of Hulk and, and WWF was the old Saturday night's main event because down here you would have your local news, you'd have the Carol Burnett show, and then all of a sudden you'd have a Saturday night's main event, you know, looking at midnight, 1130, whatever. And I can remember him wrestling Harley race one time on yeah. one of those. And it was so great. Love the Hulk. I have so many Hulk Hogan cards, but uh, I hated the NWO stuff. And I, <laughs> I really did. At the time I hated it. I was like, it was such a complete 180 from what he'd been. Yeah. But at the time, I was still young, and I was like, you know what? You're a traitor. I hate you. You, you went from WWF to WCW. You went from good to bad. But looking back on it, what a freaking smart-ass career move by him. Yeah. At the I right think, time, right? Time. Yes, at the perfect time, dude. You mean you've been this goody-goody, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, lift your weights, Hulkamaniac, and then all of a sudden you go over to WCW and you're like, you know what? Eat shit. I'm a badass. I'll do what I want. I'm taking this over. Uh, so it was so smart, man. And he was still a baby face in WCW for a little bit, right? I yeah, mean, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Great oh, he picture. said I would. I go back to that last comment. Yeah, I was a rare kid that liked this. Disliked the Hulk. I liked Ultimate Warrior. That's why. You know what? I love the Hulk, but when the Warrior come on the scene, Hulk Hogan could eat crap. He could <laughs> yeah. eat crap. I can remember, man. See, man, Alex, you're you're. I'm going to dominate these conversations because I'm going back here. I can remember. 
I can remember when the the warrior got into the Papa Shango duel and he was bleeding black stuff out of his mouth. And, you know, I love the Hulk, but the warrior was it. And when he won that championship, I, there's nobody else. Well, I can remember that music and him running down the highway. I would be standing up just screaming. Just I'd be irate, man. Freaking hype. Heck yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, it's back on you. Whew, man, I feel like, man, this is about IW because I'm a wrestling fan. I'm telling you. So um, you're throwing me some screwballs here. I, I ain't going to lie. Uh, can I decide? Where, I got so many here. I was, I was trying to I was trying to block you. And uh, Well, I wasn't expecting The Undertaker that early. Not that I'm hating it because now that I think back on it, that's probably a, a better pick than my Stone Cold. But love Hogan. Uh, with the two, I think his career was split in two pieces. I love that. Um, you know what? I, I got to do it. I got to do it because it, it, it kind of tags right into that same era. I got to go with the Brahma Bull. Ah. Um, if anybody, man. Says, that's right, man. I, I, knew, I, I knew I should have done it. I, I knew I just should have done it. I, I was debating between him and Hulk, and I, I guess you literally having his shirt on should have made me think that he. Would <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I thought, man, when you when I picked Rick, because I almost took him over Rick Flair. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost did, man. This this is hard, dude. This is hard. I almost took him over Ric Flair, and I was like, you know what? If I take Ric Flair, he's for sure taking freaking The Rock right here. So not that I'm hating Hulk, because now that I think about it, that's a good pick too, you know, two different things. But The Rock kind of ties into the Stone Cold era because both of them just almost – it was almost a collision course between these two. And I can remember, you know, Stone Cold as good as he is on the mic, Ric Flair as good as he was on the mic back in the day. How good is The Rock? It doesn't matter what your name is. Your Rudy <laughs> Pooh candy ass. I've got some jerseys in here with The Rock. I'll have to wear them on our next podcast. Um, he's really... <laughs> I love it. Oh, shoot. I love it. Oh, do you um, remember this one? Tell me if you can remember this one. But there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. Do you remember who he was talking about? I don't know. I don't know if he said this more than once. That's a rare comment, but I'm trying to think. Uh, I swear I can't think. Of, I've had a couple too many beers. I ain't gonna lie. So it was. When, have- it was when he was talking to uh, to Billy Gunn. It was when Billy Gunn uh, kind of was getting away from DX. Oh yes, he was yes, impersonating Billy Gunn talking to God. Oh, yes, I remember that. Oh, wow, good one, good one. How good was The Rock on the mic? I mean, I, I think for wrestling, it's not – of course it's what you do in the ring, how you sell it, how you work it, how you bring it off to the fans. But you know what? By God, if you can work a microphone, if you can – do those promos, make those. Op- and see, I think with 
all three of mine, Stone Cold, Ric Flair, The Rock. I think that's where they excelled. Not their mic work, but like Stone Cold, I'll use him for example. The Royal Rumble, or not Royal Rumble, the King of the Ring. Yeah. He just pops off ad-libs. Austin 316 just kicked your ass. I think when you can Austin go... Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Ah, yes. <laughs> I think when you can ad-lib and go off the cuff like that, off script, I think that's what makes you so good. The Rock, man, he was so good. Because he was... I think he was one of the best at cutting you off. And yeah. he set you up. He would he would set your ass up and then cut you off at the same time. It doesn't matter what the name <laughs> yes, is. Yes, you Rudy Poo candy ass. Yes, Who is this Rudy Poo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Love it, love it. Yeah, uh, man, I'm not liking the way that this is working because now, now I'm really intrigued with your number three because I'm, I'm now I'm trying to regroup with some of my guys. So, well, I, I've just I've been smoking a lot is what it is, and, and I'm I've just, been drinking I'm, a lot, so that's okay. Yeah, but I'm reacting to what you're doing and it's throwing me off because like if well, I'm, I'm reacting to yours because man, you threw me <laughs> for a loop, so it's all right. Yeah, but you got the best draft position because I'm liking the way that you're doing it. Um, a little bit, a little bit more. Not gonna lie. Uh, okay, so I, I think that I'm, I'm gonna switch it up, and I, I definitely got to throw a curveball here. I definitely got to throw a curveball here. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Oh my god. Oh man. I'm just gonna jump it off right now with the, uh, with the faction. I don't know if it gets any better than DX when it comes to the faction. I don't know that it does either, man. What is such a great freaking hour? Era. Stone Cold, <laughs> The Rock, and DX. Yeah. Even, and even throw The Undertaker in there. Yeah. What a great era for wrestling, man. I don't know that we will ever see that again. I don't think so. I, I just... There was too many. There were so many top guys that that's why the Undertaker never held the belt. Yeah, and, I mean, you got guys like Stone Cold and The Rock who are going back and forth for it, and they had some of the craziest, um, you know, matchups. <laughs> I loved hearing later how The Rock like took the craziest stunners ever, and it was because like if he took the crazy stunner. It was going to be Stone Cold who was going to be buying beers for The Rock, you know, after. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and I think one reason, not to cut you off, but I think one reason Stone Cold and The Rock, some of the best stunners, as you said, it's A, it's Stone Cold. That's his finishing move. And he will stun you straight to hell. But B, The Rock, go back and watch some of those stunners he took. Yeah. He sold the fucking shit out of those, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's respect. Like, those guys made so much money with each other and yeah, headlining WrestleMania. Um, and I think they recognized that. You know, whether they liked each other or not, which, you know, I'm not bringing that up as far as a concern because I don't even know if that was. But when you have two major headliners like that, usually there's some animosity. Um, there's a take back, but I think both of them realized, Hey, 
this is the, my ticket. He's my ticket. The Rock's my ticket. Stone Cold's yeah. my ticket. They knew that if they did this right, sky was the limit. Heck yeah. They're both great on the mic. And it's crazy because you had Stone Cold, who was like the biggest baby face ever. And then you had The Rock, who was, I mean, when he was the corporate champion. Oh, my God. I, oh, I hated him when he was the corporate champion. I but did. you hated to love him, too, I because like, he was still he was still had the best promos and was still talking so much shit. But, yeah, he was just a douchebag because he was under his <sighs> wing and all that. Um, man, so here's a hard-hitting question on DX. I, I mean, I consider him in two eras. You know, I mean, we got the Sean, China, Triple H, and then we got the Triple H, X-Pac, New Age Outlaws. Which one Which which one of those would you lean towards? Oh, it's got to be the HBK and, and uh, uh, Triple H. I mean, those two fed off each other. You know, I can remember them rolling in on a tank with army hats on and – one of the best stories I've heard is they that was like, the second that was that wasn't Sean, that wasn't HBK. You sure? One hundred percent positive. Yeah, because when I so I started watching wrestling like heavy in uh, in nineteen ninety. You're right. You're right. You're right. And that was when they were going to kick down the doors of WCW. WCW. Sean, yeah, Sean was. Uh, I think he was already the commissioner. If he wasn't the commissioner, he just hadn't come back yet. Yeah, but, that was that was one of their greatest moments as a faction. DX, yeah, they yeah. were so awesome. But Sean and Triple H had this connection. They had this bond where they fed off each other, and their uh, their dislike of Vince McMahon <laughs> was so great when they were sliming people and yeah. Oh man. You know, they're, they're crotch how, how good is the crotch chop? Is that not one of the best? I was in junior high when all of that came out. So, I mean, my my uh, it, it wasn't the best for, like, my mom, like, getting a call from my teacher saying I'm doing crotch chops in, <laughs> <laughs> in class. But, uh, oh, man, it was, uh, it, it was classic stuff. And, I mean, they set the bar with, like, how far you could take stuff on cable TV, it seemed like. Oh, God. They they pushed that. The kielbasa uh, stuff. And, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, shoot. And, like, all the jokes that they were making about China after she had the breast implants. And, and, the, and the stuff they did to Stephanie McMahon, which is so funny now that Triple H is married to her. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's, I'm telling you, the Attitude Era may be my favorite. It's my favorite for sure. I mean, that's like I said. I mean, I the literal first episode pay per view that I ever watched. I mean, that was the inception of the Attitude Era, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I've I've gone back and I've watched stuff since, and I do that same thing. I go back and watch so many different things. You know, the Attitude Era, the YouTube uh, Saturday Night Love stuff. I love going back and watching that stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm knee deep in some raw right now, going uh, going pretty far back. And um, I said Saturday Night Live. I meant Saturday Night's main event. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couple too many. Yeah, 
All right, now where are you going to go? Um, I, hopefully that was a good curveball I threw at you, and there ain't nothing wrong with uh, going with DX. I know I'm setting the bar there for that. No, I know I love DX. I mean, that was uh, – DX is such a – see, that's such a tricky one for me because do you go with DX? Do you go with Triple H? Do you go with just Shawn Michaels? Um, love that. Um, number four, I've, I've got to get him on my list. Um I've mentioned him a couple times already. Uh, I'm going with the Ultimate Warrior. I can remember, Ooh. yeah, that music that just freaking up tempo, freaking just fast as fuck music. There you go. Let's go and crack your beer while we're listening to yeah, that. That makes me, yeah, that makes me hopper right now. Just, yeah, yeah. And you know, you, you hear that music and he just coming full speed, fast as his ass can run right down the ramp, right down the hallway, hits that freaking ring. You know what? He's he's probably only gonna wrestle two minutes, but who cares? Because he is lighting your ass up. Um I just freaking love it. And like I said, kind of dating myself, huge Hulkster fan. Huge 80s fan, Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, all those guys, Hillbilly Jim. But, and I used to buy the WWF magazine. Yeah. And you you kind of seen this build up between Hulk Hogan and the Warrior. And, you know, as a what? That's what? 90, 1990, 1991, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was already in the 90s. Yeah. Maybe. So, 89 to 91. Yeah, so you're looking at a a 10 to 12-year-old Hollywood, and I'm immersed in freaking wrestling. The Ultimate (laughs) Warrior was the best thing ever. And I'm kind of with, like, one of our listeners. I loved Hogan, but when it came to the Warrior, Hogan couldn't hold a candle to him in my eyes. And what I remember watching that wrestling pay-per-view, and I almost cried. I ain't going to lie. Because I was just like, oh, my God, he did it. And he's standing there on the ropes with both belts. You know, the Intercontinental, I believe, was yellow. Yep. And the the uh, the World Championship was white or maybe vice versa. But I remember the colors and him holding both belts. And I'm like, you know what? He's so freaking badass. And he's got those things hanging off his arms. And his freaking muscles or veins are about to pop out. And he's like, and his face is all painted. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm almost ashamed that I got him at number four. I, I tell you, I'm almost ashamed. Uh, but, yeah, one of my right. favorite of all times. Here we go. I don't even remember what his theme music was, but let's see if you remember it. Oh, hold on. Oh, shit. I've heard that music. Who, Andre the Giant? Yes. Got to get him in there. Uh, you got Stone Cold in the Rock. I got Hulk and Andre. Um, we're just—I don't know. We're playing off each other, but uh, yeah, we got such different rosters here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think back, and I think some of mine is more favorite oriented. But man, Andre, geez. He was such a big motherfucker. <laughs> he was so huge, dude. He didn't play. 
I love that uh, that HBO doc that they did on him getting a lot of behind the scenes because he's oh, something yeah. that I didn't watch and you know and even then it's not like they had behind the scenes stuff available you right. know then and it's just crazy like him like a normal drinking night is like fifty beers like oh my god <laughs> yeah listen to the something to wrestle with shows Bruce Pritchard yep I do go it. Listen to some of those shows and some of the stories he tells about what Andre did as far as drinking and eating and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, if I tried that, I'd be dead. They said if he uh, if he ripped one, you know, if he ripped yeah, one when yeah. you walked by, it would almost kill you. Yeah, and he'd laugh at it because he thought it was funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> man, he was wonder of the world. There we go. Yeah, man, huge. One, one of the best storylines ever as far as wrestling. His yeah. betrayal of Hogan. Yeah. You know, when he kind of – he betrayed Hogan with Heenan, yep. uh, teamed up with Ted DiBiase, that whole, you know, winning the belt for him. Is that not one of the greatest – I can even remember when Hogan slammed him. Yeah. You know, almost the slam hurtled around the world thing. Yeah. One of the greatest stories in wrestling that you will ever hear, man. So. Yeah, and it, it's all it, – What's a shame right now, and I'm even thinking of it too, is like if you don't, if you just watch the match and that's it, you're probably going to be disappointed. It's like you have to watch some of those like promos, like leading up to it to get the backstory, yeah, of, like, yeah. the entire thing. Because the match, you know, I mean, Andre, he's he's up there in age. I mean, he couldn't really do much, his body's already breaking yeah. down. So the match itself isn't really that long or anything. But uh, yeah, that slam heard around the world, and Patrick throwing it out there, drank ninety six beers on a four hour car ride. Yeah, Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's that's something else, man. That's that's, whew. I I can't even hold a candle to that I'm not even gonna try. Uh, one of my favorite stories was um, for Andre was his dislike of Big John Stud. Yeah. He freaking hated him. <laughs> he freaking hated. I mean, not not a a, a not a, a storyline or anything. In actual real life, he freaking hated Big John Stud, and he took it to him every chance he got. Which, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now the stories on Andre are just so th just so amazing. You know the storyline with Hogan. Uh, one of the things that you don't hear is um, that before he died, he had a daughter. And he lived somewhere in North Carolina, had a farm or a big size estate. Uh, and he left every bit of that to her. That's good. Yep. And I don't think that he knew her in the beginning. So it was kind of like a second act, finding her yeah. later part of her life. And he left everything to her. So... Uh, just so many good stories about Andre, how yeah. he he ruled the the backstage area. Yeah, you know he put he you like, in your place. Yeah, he was like the Undertaker before the Undertaker back. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yep. Yeah, crazy, and yeah, you better not step over that top rope, or he's gonna make you feel it. Like you feel <laughs> exactly. step over that top rope. <laughs> exactly. And it's crazy because, like, as much as, like, you know, wrestling is, like, you know, fake, quote-unquote, or, you know, where they're doing the the whole song and dance, it's like, if Andre didn't want to move, like, he's, like, 500 no. pounds, like, he wasn't going to move. Like, you, what are you going to do? So many stories <laughs> I've heard, and I, I wish I could hear more because I eat up everything, Andre. Yeah. You know, we talk about 
Undertaker backstage, Andre the same way, but if you pissed him off and got him in the ring or he was trying to help you and you wouldn't learn it, when it come ring time, if he was telling you to do something and you wouldn't do it and you got in the ring, he's like, you know what, fuck you, I'm going to show you. Like the Ultimate Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior was just so stiff and so – you know, a lot of people didn't want to work with him. That's why he had yeah. a lot of short matches. But Andre's like, you know what? Screw you! And he just absolutely just hammer him. Yeah. And he's like, you're gonna you're gonna learn this one way or another. So, uh, so many stories like that. Andre is a true freaking legend. Um, and there's just something about that eighth wonder of the world title. Yeah. I, when you heard that, you were like, oh man, he's a, he's a freaking huge attraction. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where are you going with number five now? Hopefully that was a good curveball that I threw at you there. Oh, it was. And, oh, man, I don't know where to go yeah. with this, really, because I'm sitting here thinking. I, I had this planned out kind of in my head when you mentioned coming on the show. It's like, okay, this, this, and this. Uh, this may be one. Man, I'm thinking because there's so many good ones here. This may not be one for everybody. But it kind of follows my my thing of my favorite. I'm going with Kane. Oh, I love Kane. I, I know he's the governor or the uh, mayor of Knoxville now, all that. But man, such a good yes. And dang it, there we go. And Chris said, if you take the Undertaker, you got to get his brother as well. Yeah. I mean, that storyline, how well written was that? Um, the music, that intro, those flames shooting up out of the uh, goal, uh, the ring post. And what a perfect storyline, a complete 180 to The Undertaker. Because, you know, he's he's been good. He's been bad, The Undertaker. He's got this dark side to him. And then you find out he's got a brother. And I still, yeah, I, I still remember the night that he put him in a casket and set him on fire. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. That's just, that's freaking insane. And, you know, the brothers of destruction. And his I, swore that they, I swore that they were brothers my entire life. Like, I swore oh, yeah. that they were brothers. Like, I, yes. that's how yes. real the storyline was that I was like an adult. When I was like, damn, they really aren't related, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's one of the better better storylines ever created. Yeah. Um they just it they were almost the same because they were good and evil, but they had that dark, mysterious side, you know. And it was here's the Undertaker and Kane. Here's my take on it. If you're a comic book fan, <laughs> it's almost like the Undertaker was the Hulk and Kane was the gray Hulk. He was that yeah. alter ego, that more demented, that more uh, serious beat you down guy. And I think their storyline over the years, them battling was just so great. Um, Math quest says the same thing. I didn't figure out they really weren't brothers until adulthood. Same bro. Same. I, I was the same way. I was like, man, they're really playing it. Because you didn't know, because Kane had the mask and he didn't say anything. And talking about the involvement of Kane, when he came on, he didn't say a damn word when he first, <laughs> you know, he just stood there. 
the most that he did was like, remember he had the top. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And the rock made fun of him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the rock did. I mean, man. And I had a couple more I wanted to put here at five. This, this is so hard. Man, Alex, you this is good, dude. This was hard right here. Now I'm curious to see who your five is. Well, and seeing you already so you already got your so you got your five heavyweights there. So you still got three tag teams and uh Oh, tag teams is a whole different story. Don't get me started on that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where you're going next because you got, <laughs> you got to pick three of them. Since you're out of your single um, of your heavyweights, <clears throat> I think I'm just going to switch it up. And I think uh, that I'm going to go to factions. Well, go ahead and get your five in. Oh, so I – well – I guess we didn't have to go five in a row. I guess maybe I didn't state that that it didn't have to be, it didn't have to be them. But now I'm just gonna try to block you since you already okay. the five heavyweights. Okay. Now I'm just gonna block you and go with what I think is the second best faction. <laughs> oh man! There we go. The NWO and the. White and black, or the red, or the the red and black. For me, it's the white and black. Yeah, me too. I mean, the red and black was such a good spin off of that um, elite. But man, that white and black dude, I can remember it because even that by that time I'm kind of in my teens, and you know, for years you've had Hulk Hogan. Take your vitamins, lift your weight, say your prayers, and then all of a sudden he's like in your face, <laughs> yeah. a complete turn, and that's like wow, yeah. Hated like he was like hated. Oh right? god, yeah, he was. <laughs> he was so freaking hated, dude. So freaking hated. So you could go anywhere with this. I mean, you could go with your 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 tag team factions or uh, with one of the undercard guys. Where where are you going to go with your six pick? You know what? I think I'm going to go tag teams here. Oh, man, which one? Did I... You know what? My favorite tag team, and I can remember back, this takes me back to AWA, NWA, this uh, 80s style, because from the eighties on, that's when I hit my stride. That's when I picked up wrestling. I had all the wrestling figures. I had all the wrestling. I still have them. I still have them, but me and my cousin, and at the time he had a rat tail. So this may be giving you an inclination where I'm going, but at the time we, you, every time we saw each other, that's all we wanted to do was wrestle and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and we always both wanted to be the road warriors. Animal yeah. and Hawk. Um, I can't imagine what they would be in today's wrestling. Yes. And I was, I, I loved Animal. And my cousin, he had the rat tail, so he wanted to be Animal. So we'd fight like hell over each other, over trying to be Animal. And, but we both loved Hawk, too. So once we got our ass kicking out of the way over who's going to be Animal, the other one was fine with being hot, but man, they were so ahead of their time. Shoulder pads with the spikes. You know, they didn't give a shit. Paul Ellering, they beat your ass down. Um, just, man, 
my favorite tag team of all time, dude. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Love it. All right. So I got one more tag team slash faction here. And I got to do it. Um, I'm sure that there's other there's others out there besides these guys. But I just love the gimmick. <laughs> I love it. And I love that they brought on someone who ended up going for the uh, going for the the championship and was a was a top guy and just seemed like he got more of a push when uh, when he went and teamed up with these goofy white boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys and I love their music. That, that, man, and they were just so funny together. And Rikishi. Rikishi's the man. Yeah. <laughs> so I get him in there too. So I gotta gotta go with it. Too cool. There's, there's, yes. there's other ones besides that that I know should be mentioned, and there's some comments in here. That uh, that we'll be throwing up here pretty soon. Where are you going to go with your seventh pick? Yeah, uh, my tag team was such a hard decision because man, I'm going so many places with this. Man, you're taking me back in time, Alex. Damn it, yeah. man! Because I can remember, I live in Tennessee. Uh, live in some rural areas. We're growing, but back in the 80s and 90s, it was really freaking rural. So this was before the big cable syndications. You know, you this is the kind of shit where you had an antenna up and you could only pick up four or five stations. Um, you know, aluminum full hangers and all that kind of shit. I've heard the joke. So yeah, um, but I remember I used to love the WWF. But it always wasn't as available as the NWA or AWA even. Um, and these and this pick here is similar to my first pick, Demolition, Axe and Smash. So a lot of people think, oh, well, they're the same. No, they're not. First of all, no, they're not. Um, the Road Warriors and Demolition were Eastern Federation. The revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Yes, I'm yes. There we go. And you know what it is, because I'm looking at it right now, and it's like they got these vests on. Yep. Little spikes coming off of it. So yep. that's like Super similar to the road. Yeah, super similar, but it was almost, you know, I heard, you know, as I got older, it was almost more like that sexual domination type stuff that they had going on. But man, coming out with that all black chains, get up with the black mask and their finishing move, you know, you know, one of them pick it up, he'd do the backbreaker, and then the other one would jump off with the elbow and finishing where the road warriors, you know, they pick him up and then animal comes off of that clothesline. For me, those two, I loved them. I couldn't get enough of either one of them. They were bad asses. They would beat you into the freaking ground. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and they were on, you know, they were on two separate syndications, WWF or 
and then you had the NWA or AWA or whatever. Yeah. Um, even when they added Crush, which I think was kind of gimmicky towards the end. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't hating it because back in those days, there was a lot of six-man stuff. Yeah. You know, which gets me on another rant. You know, remember the fabulous Freebirds forever, forever. Terry Gordy, Bam Bam Gordy, Buddy Roberts, Michael P.S. Hayes. They yeah. were the legitimate six-man tag champs. So, yeah. yeah, Road Warriors demolition. I just love that back in as a kid, man, you're like, you don't see that shit as a kid. People yeah. dressed up in spikes <laughs> and chains and just being badass with their faces painted. So, yeah. There we go. Patrick's out in that demolition also. Yeah. And here we go. Here's a uh, – or, well, maybe maybe you might pick them. I guess you haven't picked all three of yours yet. Um, but let me see. Math Quest. As a kid, I watched wrestling during the Attitude Era. I agree with Alex. My favorite tag team was too cool. Scotty, too hotty. Grandmaster, okay. and Rikishi. There we go. I like the worm and the stink face. The movie. worm and the stink face. Yes. <laughs> and there we go. I always look forward to the dance I did at the end of the match. There we go. One more time. For So classic, so classic. All right, well, let me see. So I got one, two, I got three of, uh, I guess I'll leave my undercards until last. Yeah, I think that's so. what I'm going to do today, so. <laughs> Here we go. So my next pick. <laughs> Man, John Cena. Glad I got him. I mean, a lot, some of my picks were like longevity picks. I mean, like Undertaker, Hulk. Yeah. Uh, John Cena kind of fits the mold of uh, the team that I've been building here. I'm not gonna lie. It was. Uh, it's one of my. <laughs> one of my uh, most fun moments is just going to some of these shows and yelling, "John Cena sucks." It is. Uh, <laughs> it is so fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Man, he, he did the whole can't see me thing and yeah. what is such a great the rapping and yeah. Man, just such, such a good worker in the ring too, man. Yeah. And, and he could talk it up on the mic. I mean, he could. I mean, uh well-rounded all-around wrestler behind the scenes in the ring on the mic. I think those guys were some of my favorites. Yep. Yep, he's probably one of the only ones that I'd even mention that was after the Attitude Era. There's nobody else that I think uh, right, right. would even make a list like this. There we go. Patrick agrees. Cena at seven's a quality pick. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I wouldn't even hate it if he was much higher than that. I really wouldn't. Yeah, and I I don't know. I guess I just wanted to throw Two Cool's music up there because I probably would have took them last and they would have been there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are you going with your eighth pick? Now, here, here's a curveball. I know, I'll be surprised if you're expecting this because this takes me back to the beginning for me with wrestling, early years, couldn't get enough of them, seen them live. Um, one of the back in the day, more of the, oh my God. I want to say secondary or lower level wrestling things, but the rock and roll express with okay. uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. 
I could not get enough of them. I used to tie stuff around my arms, those wrist things that hang down. You know, I, I couldn't get enough of them. Yes, there it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, was a huge Ricky Morton fan. Seen him wrestle, I don't know how many times. And then here's another story that I wish I could find. If I knew we were going to do this tonight, I would have dug it out. But I have a Polaroid. That takes you back. But I have an actual Polaroid where when Ricky Morton was wrestling in the NWA, his brother, um, what was his brother? I forget his brother's name. Something, Not Robert. Ah, oh, Man, I'd have to forget it. But his brother was wrestling independently, like, you know, your mom and pop wrestling stuff. So we went to, it was outside of the Food City parking lot. You know, a few fans that, you know, Doug Furness and some of those guys from uh, NWA were there. But his his brother was there. And I actually got a Polaroid with me and him uh, and its autograph. So, yeah, nice. uh, Rock and Roll Express was one of my first ever True loves just could not get enough of Ricky Morton. He could work the mic too. Uh, such a great tag team. Nice. All right. Well, since I took DX, you know, way up there, I mean, I'm assuming that I got Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I'm assuming that I got all those guys. Okay. So here's going to be the next uh, next guy on my list. Or, well, actually, wait. Sorry. Before I get back into that, since we're all out of tag teams, we did have some honorable mentions real quick here by some people. Chris said the Hardy Boys. Yeah, the Hardys. And then we got one more. PA, baby. Attitude Era had so many good freaking tag teams. Maybe the best era ever. It really, And I don't know that we will ever get back to that. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Because they pushed the, on, the envelope so much. Yeah. I mean, just what the – oh, yeah, Rock and Roll Express, classic good WCW. Yeah, thank you, man. But that that attitude error, they put they didn't push the envelope. They stomped all over it and see how far they can get away with shit. And I, yeah. loved, it. I loved it. The APA, it's, uh, it's, it's cool to talk about them. I mean, they won the tag team championships. Um, damn. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Damn, Rod Simmons, he is the man. Um, I, I swear, the funniest like skits for me that I like seeing backstage was them playing poker and, <laughs> and like just smoking the cigars, drinking. Yes, and they had just the little door. Do you remember that? And like, someone came in from the side, like, you don't know how to knock, and like, they'd make them go back and like knock on the door. <laughs> that was great. Yes, was funny that they just kept uh, kept rolling with that. Yeah, uh, one last one that definitely deserves a little mention. Devon, get the yeah, tables. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there, we just didn't have enough, uh, but glad we got to do some honorable mentions because, yeah. And I got one for you, too. That's Nasty it. boys. Ooh. The nasty boys, man. <laughs> oh, man. They were so off, the, so off the wall with that graffiti and just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me get to my eighth pick now. 
Here we okay. go. My last heavyweight. Yes. Yes. Mankind. There we go. Oh, I loved Mankind with the mask and just... Uh, what a great character. What a great character. And just the way that he evolved. And he definitely wasn't supposed to be a main event guy. You know, when no. he got there. Like, wasn't supposed to be that. But one of the best workers you'll ever find. Yeah. And had some of the best matches. The yeah. Hill in the Cell with The Undertaker. Oh, my God, dude. That's, that's freaking legendary stuff right there. Yeah, just so freaking crazy. And then, you I mean, you go back and look, and they weren't even supposed to fall through the ring, you know, the second time. Yeah, that I know. supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. That's just crazy. And I can remember him back from WCW days. Yeah. You know? WCW was slacking, man. They just didn't know how to develop their talent and let them uh, grow. During the Attitude Era, I used to look forward to the Vince McMahon appearances. That's for sure, because I always wanted Stone Cold to stun his ass. Yeah, I wanted him to stun him to hell and back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, great villain, rich, arrogant, prick boss in a suit. Yep, I enjoyed the schemes. And uh, <laughs> and I don't know that Vince McMahon gets enough credit. I mean, kill of all time. I mean, I've said it many times, dating myself, but I can remember back in the WWF, you know, he was nothing. You didn't hear him. And then all of a sudden, Gorilla Monsoon, it was Gorilla Monsoon and, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, what's his name? He's yeah. the governor in Minnesota. Uh, uh, Jerry. Uh, um, no. No, damn it. What the hell? Oh, freaking, what the frick is his name? I can remember it right now. Like Jesse Ventura. Yes. Just you know, and then the transition when, <laughs> when uh, yes, Monsoon moved away, it was uh, Vince McMahon and Monsoon. And I can remember, it sounds corny now when you go back and listen to them, but at the time they, they fed off each other. Just such a good yeah. duo. And, uh, you know, to see McMahon take over for his father, do the, do the behind the scenes stuff, then go into announcing, then go into the, the wrestling, then go into just the whole thing, man. I, and he, like you said, or like our listener said there, he was so freaking hated. People yeah. hated. And he came out with that freaking strut swinging his <laughs> damn arms. And just to see Stone Cold stun him to hell. And then, yes, Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, I actually have some of my old wrestling dolls. I do have a Jesse Body Ventura doll yeah. uh, or action figure, the rubber ones back in the day. Nice. And then The Rock, you know, when he turned against the corporate. And yeah. Just, man, Vince McMahon sold so much stuff. And I think one of my favorite ones is when Stone Cold hit him with the bedpan. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> I awesome. love that. <laughs> I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> yes, what? <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Like, what about Stone Cold uh, with the cement truck on his Corvette? Like, oh my god! Imagine being that rich that you can, you know, donate a car to one of the coolest, like, you know, oh behind the <laughs> behind the scenes segments or whatever behind up, off mat, you know, segments and uh, the beer bath. Oh, I love that one. Um, oh, that was funny too. When he was like inside, like swimming, you know, just super exaggerated. Just, yes. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Great stuff. Pissing his pants. That was another yes, classic one when uh, Stone Cold had the gun. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and I and I still think that the most cla- the most classic moment where I just felt so satisfied as uh, as a WWF fan was whatever match that they had where if Stone Cold won, like Vince McMahon had to leave, and like on Raw they had uh, Jr. come out, no, 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 oh hell yeah, yeah that's awesome, goodbye, man. I- <laughs> I felt so satisfied as a fan during that moment. I can't even lie. Like, I'm getting goosebumps oh, thinking about awesome. it right now. <laughs> all right. Now we got our two undercard guys. So this one is going to be, I mean, it's all going to be personal preference here. I mean, well, just like kind of everything else was, but I'm curious to see where you're going to go with your undercard guys. What are, what are we calling undercards here? So anybody who's not, who's not a heavyweight. Anyone who wasn't going for the for the heavyweight championship. My, okay, so this is easy for me. Again, for the fortieth time tonight, dating myself. <laughs> and I hated him every freaking time I saw him on TV, whether it was wrestling, cutting a promo, and he's still in wrestling today on AEW. Tully, freaking Blanchard. He was the TV champ, I don't know, for how freaking long. And I'm telling you right now, I could not freaking stand him. Always being dirty, cutting corners. But you couldn't beat him, you know. Back in the day, he he always found a way to the win with the four horsemen. You know, favorite factions, four horsemen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, just. I hated him back in the day, even as a tag team with Arn Anderson, and, and when he went to WWF with the Brain Busters on him and Arn, and then even now with him on AEW, I just I, I have flashbacks. It gives me PSTD. I'm like, you motherfucker, you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and so I don't even know if this guy's gonna count. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you decide if he should count because for the most part. Of his career, he was an undercard guy. Okay, and um, so that that's the thing where I'm going to be. I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you <laughs> be the, uh, the entry. I'll, I'll let you be the decider on this. Hold on, where is it? Here we go. <laughs> so i mean i guess now people will think of him as a main eventer but if we think of his entire career he really hasn't been a main eventer for that long even though that he was the you know first time undisputed champion ever that shit didn't last long like he lost like within a month or something like that um and it's crazy i was actually that was the first pay-per-view that i ever went to was um uh, Vengeance of 2001 and Chris Jericho beat The Rock and Stone Cold uh, on the same night to be the undisputed champion. And yeah, it was not long lived. Um, what What do you think? Is it is he an undercard guy for his entire career or do you think he's a main eventer? Um, I mean, I think he was. I mean, I think he had his moments where he was a top guy, but 
man, Jericho. Uh, I think, and I'm thinking back when I was in, by this time, at this stage of his career and in my time in my life, it was Y2K when everybody was freaking out about the world shutting down and computers yeah. going crazy. Um, I was in my early 20s, so I was with some friends. You know, back in those days, we partied hard. Um, we had a plan that if the world shut down and computers <laughs> went crazy, that we were going to go rob a liquor store and just take everything they had. Um, <laughs> but his Y2J gimmick, how crazy was that? Just, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. He's had such a long career, even now in AEW, yep. starting that and and still being active. Uh, man, he was he was so good. You know, the walls of Jericho, the line tamer. Um, and by the way, he has a podcast, Chris yep. Jericho podcast. I'm telling you right now, that thing is freaking amazing. I love it. Um, of course, it's about music. Of course, it's about Fozzie, who I freaking love, which is his heavy metal band. Yeah. But he does so much more off-the-stuff stuff that doesn't have to do with music or yeah. wrestling on there. Yeah. Freaking amazing. Go check it out. Yeah, I mean, Undercard, I'll give you that, Undercard guy, because I think he could have been so much more. I mean, just not due to his fault, but I think he should have been a headliner. Yeah, he should have been a headliner more. And I mean, WCW, I mean, nowhere near that. He was one of those undercard middle of the, you know, middle exactly. of the card. Um, I, I like the story. So, I mean, his podcast for sure. Love that. Because one, oh, uh, it's amazing. he had Conrad come on and interview him about like the first part of his career, like up until his debut in, uh, in WWF. Well, a little bit uh, after that, but it's so cool because like he just talks about how, you know, Treated like shit, you know, at WCW. Yep. And even though he ended up getting treated like shit by WWF, you know, a little bit too in the beginning. To come out, you know, and debut going up against The Rock, you oh, know, yeah. that's freaking pretty awesome. And uh, it was uh, it was funny because he talks about how, you know, you remember how he held that pose for like so long, oh, you know, like when he first came yeah. out, just like really like milked it in. He said he went to a Michael Jackson concert like a, a couple years before that or, well, maybe not a couple years before that. It was probably a handful of years before that. And he said, just remember like Michael Jackson, like holding still what seemed like, like for like 20 minutes or so, even <laughs> though. <he wasn't> like <laughs> And he said that's where he stole it from. He stole that from uh, from there. So and uh, and he's the one thing I like about Chris Jericho is he's so inventive. Yeah, so, I mean with the AEW stuff where he's taking it, his thought process, um, just. But you could see that when he was a wrestler, yeah, his mindset, where he wanted to go, the things he wanted to do. I think he was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. And I think he yeah. was underrated a lot of times because especially in the attitude era with stone cold and the rock and DX, you know, that, that era was so loaded. I think he kind of got overlooked it a little bit. So he was second tier, you know, undercard kind of thing. Uh, did have his moments where he broke out and led, but man, yeah. I, Chris Jericho. I love that. And uh, him and The Rock's promos, like when they went back and forth with each other, were some oh. of the best. Like, just oh, yeah. shit. Like, yeah, that, that's 
tough not to leak shit right there, man. You, you ain't beating that. Yeah, for sure. And I still uh, <laughs> the Y2J thing ever. Ever, ever, <laughs> again. <laughs> but the whole, you know, as much as that was the whole thing in AEW now with the, uh, uh, what is it? What's his group called? Help me. My brain just um, went dumb. Uh, the um, the inner circle. The inner circle. But he got, he got kicked out of that. Did you see that? The- I did. But that's so Ooh. inventive. So Ooh. you know, you know him getting kicked out of that. You know the storyline coming behind this next is going to be off the chains, off the freaking chains. Yeah, and they've been building this up for a while. Like that's what I like. Um, at least with the storylines that he's putting together, like everything is not. It's like it was back in you know Attitude Era where where things are like stretched out. You know, it's not like things are you know a storyline lives and dies in a month. And that. Like that, that, that's what it seems like it is a lot for, you know, w, um, WWE right now. A lot of uh, short, very short-lived storylines. Yeah. Because that was crazy. Like that moment when he got kicked out of the inner circle and got like powerbombed, you know, through all that. Freaking awesome. All right. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Go do that. Okay. Sorry, man. <laughs> go for it. All right. So. What do you guys think so far? Hollywood, uh, he's got to handle something really quick. We're almost done. We got one more pick left. Who do you guys think's got the better team? So Hollywood, he started it off really hot and heavy. I love his number one pick here. Can't go wrong with Stone Cold. I mean, love Ric Flair pick. And, man, The Rock. But The Rock is cooking. Ultimate Warrior, and then he's got Kane and the Road Warriors, Demolition, Rock and Roll Express, Tully Blanchard. And I got Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, and then I got DX, Andre the Giant, NWO, Too Cool, which I probably should have drafted last. The steal of the draft at number seven, John Cena. Then backing it up with Mankind. There we go. Let's see if anybody anybody chimes in here on who is better. I just read our whole teams off there. Oh, oh, man. You know, I'm looking at my team and I love it. And then I turn around and look at your team and I'm like, damn it. I wish I'd added those guys to mine. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, Tully was a bad pick? That's what Patrick No way. Said. That's coming from uh, from Patrick all the way in Canada. No way, dude. Oh. Tully was such an undercard guy. He never won, an, he never won a, a heavyweight championship. Some tag teams, some TV titles. But, oh, dude. Oh, so let's see this. Jericho's uh, still in the inner circle. MJF tried kicking him out, but they turned on MJF, and MJF is in the faction with the uh, FTR, Sean Spears, and Warlow. Okay, all right. So, I guess I was only halfway paying attention to that at the end. <laughs> no, too cool. And Hustler, they were good though. Yeah, I mean that was a, a nostalgia pick uh, for me. And like, see, that's what I love about these lists that. You know, you're. I had a certain list, and then once I got started, and I'm hearing what you're doing and hearing what I'm picking, and you go back to like 
when you were a kid, when you first started wrestling and how you got into it. it you know, the Rock and Roll Express, you know, they're not one of the best five tag teams ever. But to me, they were because back in the day. Yeah. You know, they kicked ass and they got cheated by the four horsemen and and <laughs> and the the freaking uh lightning express and all those that you know just that's what makes these lists so good. Uh, um, there we go. How's Bret Hart or the Hart Foundation not picked? Yeah, you know they should probably they should have been. They should have been. I will I'm, say this the Hart Foundation was probably my fourth tag team because I freaking loved absolutely freaking loved the anvil and that long goatee and be like, ha, 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 and he's laughing and, and pulling. One of these days we're, we're going to get like, you know, like maybe like five or six of us together and then we'll really do, you know, like a five round draft or something. And then we'll see, you know, cause then, then we'll see a, a lot of these guys taking who should have been. It, it's just, it's two of us, you know, we only pick right. five heavyweights each, you know, so. And, and, and you're Gara's right. I hope I said his name right. Gara's right. Tully's probably not known nowadays. <laughs> Among the the younger group. Uh, but back in the day, and if you knew the early 80s, Tully's man. <gasps> oh, Mr. Perfect. I forgot about him. Oh, Mr. Perfect was so damn good. Yeah. And I, I, such cocky arrogance. He'd spit that gum out and smack it every freaking time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. All right. Well, let, here we go. Let's go with our last picks here, and then we'll sign off. I think I've been going a little bit longer than I than I should have. Well, I, I, pro I probably extended it. You know, you get me talking when I'm drinking a little bit. It happens. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I love the wrestling talk. I'm having a great time. Yeah, I, we <laughs> definitely got to do this again. Oh, uh, yeah. Undercard guy. Uh I'm thinking. If you want to go ahead and do yours, go ahead while I think for a minute, because now my brain's freaking racing. Okay, here we go. So this is uh, probably a little bit more of a of a homer pick. I'm from San Diego. Okay. Um, so this is a perfect guy to uh, to represent. Who's that jumping out the sky? Are he Rob Mysterio? And I know that's probably the one that people don't remember him by. People might remember this one more. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably the one that people uh, know more by. And I actually met I met him. I got a couple couple things signed by him. He, oh wow! He's from San Diego, so he had it was some charity that he was uh, that he was working with, and um, it was uh, you come and you donate a present, and you get to uh, you, you know you get to go meet him or whatever. Um, one of my buddies, he um, he's worked with him before and sketched him and had uh, some cool pictures of him and um he actually took me up and i got like vip status where i uh look at you wow so it's pretty cool i gotta pull those out i i gotta pull those out i will one of these days ray mysterio awesome there we awesome. go all right who is who's your who's your 10th pick you know what one of our listeners 
I had something picked, but he's changed me here because I'd forgot about the name. I think he's underrated. I'm going to go Mr. Perfect here. There we go. I mean, he never really – he was always – he was always such a star, such a good worker, had the lineage with his father. Yes. Spit the gum, smack it, throw the towel over the shoulder. Uh, but yeah. I can go back even further than that when he was an AD, AA, shit, AWA superstar. Yeah. Uh, his father, Kurt Henney, or uh, not Kurt Henney. Um, I forget his father's name. Shit, I can't remember. But even he's got the lineage. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get a bigger run in the WWF. Yeah. E even with Bobby the Brain Hen, who was an excellent manager, which that's another show for us. Um, yeah, Kerr Henning. Um, honky Tonk Man. <laughs> oh, I, man, I so freaking hated the Honky Tonk Man. I freaking hated that son of a bitch. Love to hate him. They were. They were. Um, Promo amazing, catching his own pass. So I'm assuming talk Mr. Perfect, right? Yes. You know, I can remember what was the little run there. I, I don't know if he was with Ric Flair at the time or not, but he was yeah. doing the little promos where he'd shoot basketball or catching yeah. his own pass. Or Yeah. He's so cocky, so conceited. <laughs> uh, love Mr. Perfect, man. I wished he'd got a, a bigger push as far as a champion, but I kind of felt like he was one of those wrestlers where Bruce Pritchard said, well, he didn't need the belt. Yeah. You know what? You know, he didn't need the belt, but just because you didn't need the belt, that doesn't mean that you don't shouldn't have the belt, get that recognition. I, I That's one thing I hate about wrestling because there's such a. It's all big. It's all about the now, here and now. Yeah, it's it's it's, and I think some much deserving people get overlooked because they think, well, they're such a good worker, they're such a good pop, they're such a good talker. They don't need the belt, but really, that belt is what kind of signifies you're there. So I kind of hate that about wrestling, but man, Mister Perfect, yeah, whoever mentioned that, he was so good because I hated him. I thought he was so cocky every time I mean spit the gun and smack it. And he was just, he had that shit eating grin on his face too. So yeah. Love to hate him. Love to hate yeah. him. All right. Well, I'm sure I kept you a little bit too long. I love this. We're definitely going to do this again. And I'll, I'll absolutely, man. We're going to get a couple more people on here to where we, we can actually do a, a real draft, you know, with a bunch of people and all heavyweights, things like that. And yeah, I'm excited. So um, there's probably some different people on watching this compared to the last podcast. So tell everybody where to find you at if you're into fantasy football. Make sure you give Hollywood a follow. Yes, follow me on Twitter at Hollywood Titan. Follow my podcast uh, at IDP Nation, at Divi IDP Grind. Um, if you're into fantasy football, follow me on uh, Reddit at King Titan One on any of the IDP subs or fantasy football subs. Uh, me and Alex are on the Facebook group any given Sunday. You can follow us there. Um, and then, uh, like I said, on the other podcast, at IDP Guys, that's where I do all my writing for fantasy football. I'm doing uh, IDP stuff, draft stuff, Debbie stuff, which is college side. Um, I'm just – I'm easy to find. Hit me up. Most people know me. If you can't find me, they'll find me. 
Um, feel free to ask me questions, trades, whatever, man. I, I want to help this group grow just like Alex does. Thank you, Alex. You do so much for the community and IDP wrestling. I freaking love this. I want to do this again, man, because there is <laughs> my brain is fucking racing right now with so many yeah. ideas. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you've tried to hit me up in the past about pay-per-views and watch-alongs, and it just hasn't kind of matched up. But, yeah, we we got to make this happen, bro. This is this has got to go down. Yeah, there's, there's some people in here who might want to be on here. So, um, Patrick, um, Mark, I'll be talking to you later. Uh, Chris, who else was in here? Um, MathQuest, Anthony, um, I'll, I'll see if we can get a, a bunch of you guys on. Come on on video. You know, we'll do a little five-round uh, draft, uh, you know, just all heavyweights. I think that would be a good amount, you know, to go through something like that. And, uh, yeah, we'll drink a little bit, smoke a little bit, and talk Hell a lot. Hell, yeah. Smoking and drinking ain't nothing wrong with that shit, man. There we go. And so one more shout-out to the number one overall pick. Yeah, baby. Uh, that was my favorite time for sure just hearing that absolutely doing there's some hell gonna be raised and <laughs> absolutely man. a lot of times he was opening the show and closing the show like no no better way i know you're trying to end here but i just this just hit me you know for a long time or there or a certain stretch there he was hurt yeah he couldn't wrestle yeah Freaking neck was broken. His freaking neck was broken, but he still come out every week was still the main draw, and all he did was talk shit. How many other how many other athletes, wrestlers, could not be in the ring and still draw the pop, draw the attraction, be the star, and only just yak that lip? Yeah. For me, I think that's what sets him apart from everybody else. Yeah, and I feel like his peak was just higher than everybody else's. Oh, yeah. The Hulk, The Rock, The Undertaker, like, you know, a lot of these guys had the longevity. You know, and The Rock's peak was very high, too. I mean, oh, yeah. very close. But, yeah, I mean, Stone Cold's peak was just so much higher. Like, we're talking about him, like, making it to where the WWF is on the cover of TV Guide. Yeah, you've yeah. never heard a pop at any sporting event, any rock concert, Whatever you want to think about, you've never heard a pop like like Stone Cold Steve Austin in his prime when he when that glass breaks, man. I've been to some wrestling events, and I'm telling you, it's in freaking sanity when that glass breaks. Yeah, I can only imagine what someone like him is actually going through. You know, <sighs> to hear that like, how do you come out there and just you know keeping you know with that much like intensity you, you know, know he does the broken skull sessions where he's interviewing wrestlers or whatever yeah i would love to do one on him and ask yeah. him about that yeah how did you feel about that pop you weren't wrestling you weren't doing nothing in the ring but still when that glass broke and you walked out with that strut <laughs> you know that's got to be the greatest thing in the world right there man yeah it's freaking awesome i'm gonna go watch some wrestling tonight i am too <laughs> <laughs> yep all right well we're definitely gonna do this again i'm gonna figure we'll, we'll figure some dates yeah. out and uh, we'll we'll get something uh we'll get something happening because i know there's yeah. a bunch of people yeah, who i got you stone cold right here there we go <laughs> all right everybody we will see you later signing off peace out are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother.
Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you, you wouldn't last, last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, underground. Get I got the ring, I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.